We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 16 of uh, the Swider Show with Patty Casey. Happy to be back, man. It's been a it's been an eventful another eventful week after uh, the Denver game last week. But how, how you been, Patty? I've been good. Um, again, same as last week. I haven't been as good as you, I guess. But um, yeah, pretty up and down week. We'll get all into it. Shout out. This is this is different, Swider, because usually we tape the interview and then do this part. But we're actually going in line with how the clock works. And yeah. doing this first. So there we are. Buddy Beheim will be on this episode, but we haven't talked to him yet, so we can't do the classic thing where we're like, Oh, great interview with Buddy. I'm sure it will be. But maybe Buddy <laughs> like what if Buddy sucks on the interview and we just have no idea. I mean Buddy's pretty consistent as a human being yeah. in general, but I mean I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, yeah. I, I would bet that Buddy would bring another good interview. The, uh, the reason why we're having Buddy on a second time, he's actually in L.A. Um, our G League teams are playing against each other. Buddy's actually out right now. We'll actually get, a, we'll get, actually get an update with him later. Um, mm-hmm. He's been out with Turf Toe recently. So hopefully, hopefully he's back on the court soon. I know uh, I'm missing, missing watching him out there. But, uh, but yeah, man. What were you going to say, yeah. Patty? Well, First of all, turf toe is like the worst injury. I never had it, but uh, I mean, people always say it just sucks. So, buddy, like dealing with that sucks. But first reported by this Cole Swider show with Patty Casey, we actually have breaking news coming from Buddy that you can hear later on. Again, oh, we do. Playing. Yeah, he's playing. I think he's back. Oh, he's back. I texted him before, and he was saying he's also on a minute restriction. So we're just a podcast of minute restriction. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but, just yeah. a podcast of just Syracuse lovers and minute restrictions. Yeah, so Buddy's going to say that later. But, um, yeah, credit me as the first time reporting Buddy Bam is back on the court for the Motor City Cruise. Wow. That's, but um, that's, that's actually huge. a good question. I was going to ask both of you this, but you, before we talked to Buddy, he's probably your first, like, teammate, former teammate, good friend that you've played, right? Like, yeah, there's I mean, definitely I mean, been guys that you know just from being, but like buddies, like I mean, you're on a team with him, you've known him forever. Last year, you guys went to war every day. Like, how do how do you kind of expect that to go? 
Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I still have. I still don't know if I'm gonna be down there Thursday. I know I'm active yeah, tomorrow yeah. for the Lakers game. So, I mean, d- depending on what the Lakers want me to do, hopefully I play tomorrow, play well, and um, mm-hmm. then I'm looking forward to Friday. But if not, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'd be excited to play against Buddy. Um, obviously, really, really great guy, really great friend. I'm actually gonna get dinner with him after this, and um, super excited to see him. Uh, I mean, he, you, you guys all know Buddy's a workhorse. Yeah. He, he's worked for everything he's gotten. Um, and great, great dude. But, um, but yeah, man, it's it's uh, it'll be exciting. I actually, played against one of my high school teammates. Um, but he played for the Ontario Clippers when we played against them. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Terrell Brown. We actually went to the same high school together, St. Andrews in Rhode Island. Um, legendary high school coach Mike Hart. So, uh, but yeah, man. But pretty eventful week for the for the LA Lakers, wider. <sighs> um, I mean, starting with since we last recorded the Nuggets game and then the Mavs game the next game you, you got some early burn I don't know if we get, want to get into that individually but that was like one of the better games of, of the NBA all year yeah I think I mean whenever the Lakers play and obviously Luka and LeBron going at, going at each other it's, it's obviously a show and I, I did get some first quarter burn it was kind of my welcome to the NBA moment um, yeah. yeah let's get into that I thought we yeah. were going to like kind of lead into it but there's a lot of people that have asked about your welcome to the NBA moment um I think it's it's either All the Smoke or Knuckleheads, one of those podcasts. All the Smoke is Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson, and Knuckleheads is Darius Miles, Quinn Richardson. I forget what it is. But they always ask every one of their NBA guests, like, their first question is, like, what's their welcome to the NBA moment? So I feel like every yeah. player remembers it. And you were texting me today, and you were like, I think I had my welcome to the NBA moment. For sure. I, I really hadn't had it. I, I mean, pre, I think my welcome to the NBA moment before the Luka experience was uh... – just seeing like LeBron and all these guys, you know what I mean? Just yeah, playing against them in practice and AD in practice and stuff. But I think just going against Lucas. So first of all, I check into the game. Lucas still in the game. Luca plays like the whole entire first quarter, which is not normal. Like a lot of these superstars play like the first eight minutes, sit out the last four minutes, play play like eight minutes, and then the last two minutes. So like they spread their minutes out evenly. Lucas yeah. playing the whole entire first quarter. So I check into the game, and Luca just like kind of. I think we're on offense the first possession. We go down, we score. I think Russ gets gets a layup. Come back down the other end, and Luca's just like, like he's pointing at me. Yeah. He's like he's like finding me, finding me. So I come up. Tim, Hard- I'm, I'm guarding Tim Hardaway at the time. Tim Hardaway sets a sets a screen. Mm-hmm. I give a, I give a tough show, and then Tim Hart and then Luca kind of like steps back, and then Tim Hardaway comes back and flips it again. So I show again. Luca throws a perfect pass to Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway hits a three. Mm-hmm. Like here, all right. It's only one three. He's not bad. Yeah, you know what I mean? whatever. Yeah. Come down the next possession. Christian Wood hits a, hits a tough tough three on me off of a kick out from from I think top Jaden. Of the key, Hart. Right? Yeah, top yeah. top of the key. Hits, hits, a, hits a, my hands right in his face. We call it early mm-hmm. stick hand. My hands up. Hits a tough shot. And then I think that's a, a pretty, that's go a pretty by. good contest though. There wasn't yeah. much you could do there. Good contest. Yeah. Good contest. Couple possessions go by. I think we get a couple stops here and there, and then. Uh, then I basically get lined up on a one-on-one. I, I end up getting switched on to Luca one-on-one. I, I think I'm guarding him pretty close. Watching the film, I, I guess I could have gotten up a little bit more, but I didn't want to foul him because that's the worst thing you can do as a rookie is foul a three-point shooter. And mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm guarding him. I feel like I'm doing a good job. And, and th- One thing about Luca is that all NBA fans know this, but like he's not like the fastest guy. It's not like you're guarding Kyrie. You're not like you're guarding John Morant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's 
he's super like lethart like I don't even know how to like he's just super just just really good with his pace and rhythm and mm-hmm. but once once he gets into that pat pat tween tween he hit me with that that left left yeah, left hand dribble right dribble. right hand right hand little step back or right right foot step back and just right over my six nine length he 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 knocked it down so after that basically got taken out and didn't get another chance for that game but it's it was a great experience for me obviously Luca is the best offensive player in the world um mm-hmm. it was great to get that experience and uh just super super thankful that coach Han put me in that situation and I, and I learned right. a lot from it I learned a lot from it just talking to my assistants after the game I mean like they, they thought I did a decent job it's just sometimes the NBA players are good and being a being a two-way guy sometimes you don't you don't get that second opportunity but mm-hmm. I mean I'm just working uh working and just trying to fix fix obviously mm-hmm. all the things that I can to to um hopefully get my next chance with, with the Lakers yeah. hopefully that's coming up soon yeah, it'll come at some point. But Luca plays. Uh, I was watching that game with my older brother, and I was like, the speed that he plays at that you're referring to. He looks like uh, Swatter. Like you know, if like say over, I don't know, the summer you're home, you you're running the Cole Swatter basketball camp. You got yeah. like I don't know third through eighth graders, and like you, you're like, oh, I'll hop in the scrimmage. You know how you like go like. 50% like kind of just like walk around but then you start doing like cool dribble moves and you're still just scoring every time that's like an NBA game that's like how how slow he plays like he looks like he just has the sport completely figured out and it's funny because I, I think in the second half we started missing some shots but it was like we mm-hmm. finally made him guard a little bit because it, it the Mavericks do such a great job of kind of hiding him because of all the energy that he expends on the offensive end like he has to do so much for that team offensively that the Mavericks do a really good job of, of not hiding him, but, but but making sure that he's not expending this crazy amount of energy on defense. Right. Um, that's been – I mean, you've seen that in the NBA before. Like, Harden yeah. was like that in Houston. Uh, Portland does that with Dan a lot. It's like this guy is doing so much for us on the other end that, like – I mean, if you were to play – if you were to guard, like, the best player on their team, you'd play, like, 20 minutes a night because you'd just be exhausted. Exactly. So, I mean – Obviously, an amazing player, amazing experience, and I mean, the game was back and forth the whole entire game. I thought we, we had chances to win, and I mean, regulation, overtime, and Luca just made these gutsy shots, shot after shot after shot, and um, yeah. I, I mean, we, we'd be remiss to not mention, it was a TNT primetime game. There's a lot of people that either stayed up late on the East Coast or watched it on the West Coast. Um you're not saying this. I don't know if you want to say this, but like pretty bad call. <laughs> like Troy uh, Brown definitely got fouled at the end of the game, and it's a tough spot to call a foul on a three. But like, if you're an NBA ref, you should probably just call it. Yeah, and, and then at the end of the first overtime, LeBron goes to the basket, and same type of thing. Yeah, and in the two minute report, they they did say that they missed that that call. Um, they, they missed that call, but they did they did. They didn't say that that Troy's was the foul. They, they thought they made yeah. the right call in that situation. So I mean, it's it's basketball. People yeah, make mistakes. It's it, it's it's tough. You know, what I mean, you feel like you get kind of, and then the next night, Russ goes to the basket and Bead's kind of grabbing his arm. They have a picture mm-hmm. on it on Twitter, and I mean, at the end of the day, you can't you can't really do much. You, sometimes the luck of <laughs> luck of basketball. I mean, 
you, you yeah, see that in just, college it's just how it goes but yeah. oh, college refs are horrible but um <laughs> i was cracking up at i think it was a tiktok or instagram video i saw of uh i get a lot of lakers content now swatter because i like yeah. search twitter all the time for it and everything and uh troy brown is basically saying like what you're saying right now like kind of like the the nice answer like said you know refs get make mistakes all the time like not speaking your mind because you know you're younger guys you can't really go out on a limb and lebron's in the back and he's like getting changed he's not even getting interviewed he's like it was a fucking foul like, <laughs> it was a fucking foul Troy's like yeah i mean i can't really say that but yeah Troy's like yeah i guess it was a foul yeah, Troy's, Troy's the nicest up. guy in the world. Like, for yeah. example, like, like today I'm shooting the facility. Troy just came and rebounded for me. Like, Troy's that that type of dude. Like, mm-hmm. he's like the nicest guy in the world. So he's not he's not trying to bash anybody. He's not trying to do it. But I mean, LeBron's at a point in his career where he's uh, <laughs> yeah. he's a great guy too. Don't get me wrong. But he, yeah, I, I think he's kind no, of every, everyone knows what you're getting at. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that was the Sixers game was also crazy, but. The Mavs game, especially, was just like very fun to watch. And hey, you'll be all right, man. <laughs> and, and if nothing else, like Luca hit a three over you. Not many people can say that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, and then last night we're recording this Tuesday night. Yeah, yep. I get mixed up with the long weekend. But last night it was like uh, MLK NBA TV Rockets Lakers, another very good game, very high scoring. Um, but I mean, I guess we could start again. We talk about him every week, but LeBron just completely went off again. Yeah, I, I don't even know what, what I can say Yeah, there's anymore. nothing really to add. The it, only other point I had on this game was uh, we were talking about a little bit off air, but people won't know. I don't even know how to pronounce his first name, but Shangoon with the Rockets, he's just another example of there's like hundreds and hundreds of like amazing basketball players in the world and also in the NBA. Like, if you watch ever any – you just put on a random game, you're going to see at least, like, 12 capable NBA players on the court at all times, which I feel like was not the case when we were growing up. Yeah, I mean, it's just – just I think it's, it's it's attributed to the – obviously, I think the era that we grew up in, we were the, kind of the first era to have really, like, basketball trainers and mm-hmm. – um, truly kind of take advantage like the gyms being open and I mean I, they talk about the generation before us they just went out and played pickup you know what I mean like now like guys are working on their, their skill and their craft and when, when they're in third grade mm-hmm. I think I think our generation is the first generation where we kind of started picking up like maybe like ninth grade 10th grade of like really like working on your skill every single yeah. day so you just see that with like like Shingun like he obviously hit threes, he 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 scored tough finishes around the basket. But I think the most impressive part of it was some of the passes that he was making. He jumped in mm-hmm. the air one time, threw it like a kind of behind the back, but like a shovel pass down, and and hit uh hit Kenya Martin Jr. for like a, like a crazy dunk. I'm like this guy's unreal. Like he mm-hmm. he was like he looked like Jokic last night. And I'm not saying this because I feel like this would happen to us at Syracuse a lot too. Last year it was like. When you play the Lakers and you're in like that that crypto dot com arena environment and it's like it's like it's like this, you, you'll see when you come out here. But it's like this like it's almost like you're in a performance. You know what I mean? Like you feel like the lights are bright. You're in the middle of L. A. Like yeah, I people mean, just, just show up to play against us. It's just a game that like people get up for at all times. It's like playing in Madison Square Garden. Like it's just, it's just like the aura around 
like crypto and the history and you see all these like retired jerseys and banners and everything with mm-hmm. the Lakers and you're playing against LeBron it's like, like these dudes just like, I remember one game we were, we were playing against uh, maybe Charlotte and before that game a couple of those guys have been shooting like 25% from three like so so we call those guys heavy shift guys these guys come out and make every shot like two way yeah. guys are making shots guys who are are considered sh- heavy shift guys are making shots and LeBron looks around he's like we can't even follow these analytics because we're the Lakers. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to scout it. Like, you almost have to factor that into the scout. It's like, yeah, he shoots 26% from three, but against us, he might shoot, like, 33. It was like... Yeah, just, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. So, it, it's just a part of being the Lakers and that obviously the historic brand that the Lakers are. Right, yeah. And to your point, too, it's like the whole aura of LeBron adds a lot to it because, I mean, when he was in Cleveland, he was making like random January night games feel like they were playoff games I'm sure so yeah, yeah that just adds a whole other layer into it but um, yeah I mean you guys play Sacramento tomorrow night you got a couple like you got a, like a pretty long homestand here I mean you, you play at Portland later in the week but other than that I think it's seven of your last eight starting with the Mavs game the other day at home so um, so I one thing I wanted you to touch on is your living situation. So are you still in the residence in? Yeah. In LA? Yeah. Yeah. So are you are you there? Like like what's that kind of process like? Well Yeah, yeah. So I mean these organizations for the most part they, they pay for your your living situation right. when you're on a two way contract. So um the Lakers living situation since LA, the prices are so high to live is that they, they pay for me to live in a, in a residence in. Um, the, re- the residence in is fine. It gets the job done. Yeah, I mean, you got, um, you got a nice setup there. You got a nice microwave yeah. behind you. Nice, yeah, microwave, nice full kitchen, kitchen back there. Yeah. Yep. A little studio apartment. It gets the job basically, done. Yeah, it's basically just an apartment. Yeah. Um, but but I, I would say uh, w- once you get your your first full NBA contract, then, then you go out and find a place for you to mm-hmm. live. So I, I, one thing I will say is that, like, people see me, I'm obviously 6'9", I'm wearing Lakers gear a lot of the time because I'm coming back from the facility and stuff like that. Like, oh, are, you getting, are you getting noticed? A little bit, a little bit here and there. Right. But mostly, mostly just, like, the, the questioning guys. I mean, diehard Laker fans know who I am, mm-hmm. but, but like, the, the casual Laker fan might not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'll be going up. I'll be going up the elevator with some of the guests sometimes. And be like, "Do you play basketball?" I'm like, "Yeah, I play for uh, the Lakers." They're like, "All right, come on, dude. You're, you're in the <laughs> yeah, residence. Like, in. Yeah, come on. You don't have to That's lie to me." Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so That's that, so that, funny. But I mean, like, like if I was in New York and I walk into Starbucks and I see some six nine guy like getting a coffee and Nick's gear, like sweatpants, t-shirt, looks team issued. I'm like, "Oh shit, is he on the Knicks?" Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's a pretty fair question by them, but it's also hilarious that they're like, "Yeah, you get in, and you're like hit like floor four, and they're like, what floor are you?" And you're like six, and they're like, "What the fuck? Do you play for the Lakers?" <laughs> all right, like, all right, like, come on, you're joking. Yeah, like you wouldn't be in the yeah. resident sin if you played for the Lakers, right? Yeah, because they definitely have a like a a very high maintenance thought of you, like all oh, the all the Lakers guys, even the G League, probably live in like these sweet places, but yeah. Um, yeah, I've talked to, like, a few people about that, because it is, I mean, 
it's like a tricky situation in, the, in that aspect of like your living where people don't think of that at first but then it's like I mean you're not gonna like buy an apartment there if you don't really necessarily know your situation right now so yeah exactly I, I think that obviously two way is so fluid and you're going back and forth between teams right. and, and all that stuff but I think just having a free place to live is, is great for especially my first year because I, I don't have the money from a, a previous contract mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean if, maybe if I was coming off a, a standard contract and and mm-hmm. that whole deal I, I, I might decide to get an apartment but for right now the residence is great mm-hmm. treats me well I get the cleaning ladies Love to come and, and clean my room and everything like that so it, it works out good Wi-Fi is good obviously yeah. I mean the podcast sounds like you're in the best podcast studio in the entire world so yep um but the other thing is I've also like with my living situation being in the middle of Manhattan there's sirens every single episode in the background so I apologize to the listeners I've, I've uh, noticed that when I'm reviewing and it just happened like three seconds ago so um, <laughs> so the other thing with you that I wanted to touch on is our Instagram the other day reposted a post from the Lakers of you with your fit pick walking into the tunnel uh, very simple but when are we going to get a little bit more flash out of you? Like, how many how many games do you need under your belt before you feel a little bit more like comfortable throwing a fit out there? Yeah, I mean, w- w- one thing about me is that uh, I'll call myself simple and efficient, right? That's how I, I think that's kind of how your I, style uh, goes. I live my life, kind of. You know what I mean? And um, you love your life. That's your fashion. Yeah, just simple and efficient, right? <laughs> okay, all right. Um, yeah, I want to say I'm. A, I want to say I'm the most stylish guy. I'm not going to claim to be that guy, right? So, um, my mom sends me all these designers and stuff like that, and she's trying to hook me up with a designer here. And my agent wants me to get some deals here and stuff like have that. You, is, have you thought about a stylist at all? Yeah, I've thought about it a little bit, but I mean, I, I kind of want to get some some money flowing in before I start right, spending yeah. some money in clothes and stuff like that. So, um, hopefully, I go out there and hit six threes and. Companies want to send me some free stuff, and I'll wear it. Yeah. I'll wear it. Yeah. So that's yeah. shout out to shout out to all the companies. Shout out to all the companies. Right. You were I'll, you were your stuff. Yeah. You were a team issued guy last year. I was too because I didn't want to like buy merch. Also, I was like not in your situation because you're six nine and wearing Lakers gear. But like when you're a walk on at campus, every walk on that's listening can relate to this. You're wearing as much gear around campus as possible. So people <laughs> like are like, oh, he's on the basketball team. <laughs> Oh, this guy's got to be on the team. Number yeah, one? You get, yeah, flip the beanie around so the number one is showing. Like, yeah, you got you to gotta maximize every single opportunity. Yeah. Um, but Adam just sent us a message to talk about Q's. I was thinking, I mean, we could briefly touch on Q's right now, but yeah, I feel like that could be buddy talk. This is another thing where we haven't talked to Buddy yet, so I mean, it's in store. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, just real quick, that last night they played – at Miami, pretty tough loss, but um, I mean they're just getting better. They're proving us right. What we say every week, they're just getting way better because they're young. Yeah, I think they've had a couple of good comeback comeback wins, and I'm just excited for this team. I, I, even I, I know it's a little premature because the season has a lot left, but just the, just the growth of this team, and I'm just excited to see where all these guys can can get mm-hmm. to in the future, right? I think it's a great stepping stone for the program, great foundation of of what this team can be. And honestly, like we might take some close, tough losses to really good teams like a Miami or a Virginia, like, like mm-hmm. we've seen this year. 
but it's going to pay off in the future. And I'm super excited. I'm super happy and excited that these guys are getting the experience now. So they know, Hey, like later in the season, it, it might click or it might click next year. It's like, all right, like we're in these close situations. We've been in them. We know what play to go to. Bayheim doesn't have to call a timeout in every single situation. Like he, like he has been. And, um, I, I think it's just been a great learning experience for all these guys. And, and, and they've, they've actually came out victorious in some of these close games as well. I mean, right. Notre Dame twice and, that game was awesome. Oh, the Notre Dame game was electric. The dome was unbelievable. We we actually had a we actually had a talk in our group chat. Um, which game was? I mean, we're all biased here, probably, but which game was more electric? The the Wake Forest game at home last year or this year's Notre Dame game? I'm I'm gonna say the Wake Forest game. Yeah, because <laughs> I was there. Me as well. Me as no, well. but. Who was that? Me, you, and Jimmy? Or uh, each Might other? Adam. Shout out to what Jimmy? Was it Adam? Oh, sorry. Might Adam. But yeah, I mean that's that's a good question. It's also there's not many places like across the country that even have that debate. I mean, there's not. It's not. <laughs> we're the only place in the country that has a that playing yeah. the dome setting and good it gets point. that loud. Good point. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean the the Q's love on Twitter and everything was awesome. I was getting real fired up. Yeah, but Notre Dame is like their basketball program just so annoying. So that was an awesome one. <laughs> but <laughs> but That's yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we'll get into more keys talk with Buddy later, kind of specifics about where the team's at and everything. Um, but we're what are we at? Twenty five minutes here. I think we got to return the mailbag question of the week. Yep. Given that I don't, did we give one last week? We did not. Sometimes we forget about it, and then we're like, oh, we'll do an Instagram video, and then we just like, end up not doing it. So we'll be better about it. But um, uh, this question comes from Tom, who Swider, you said, is a close personal friend of the Swider family, correct? Great, great friend of the Swider family. Okay. Thank you very much, Tom. For He starts it off by saying Cole slash Patty, which is very – I really appreciate that because a lot of people just say Cole. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your insights into living as an NBA rookie. I really like it when you get personal to talk about your background, especially family. I was hoping that you could update us on how your brother Connor is doing at IMG Academy this year. Best wishes. Connor's godfather. Wow, he didn't mention that. Yeah. That's nice and wholesome there. Yeah. Yeah. But how but, is uh, Connor doing? Connor Swider, what, sophomore? Six sophomore two. IMG, yep. No, 6'5 now. 6'5"? 6'2", you saw him, 6'5". Yeah, man. I was going to say, last time I saw him was March. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He could already dunk harder than you can, too. That's good. <laughs> Shoot, can definitely dunk harder than you. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, he's 6'5". He's an advantage. But yeah. go on. How's he doing? Yeah, Connor's doing well. He uh, he got down to IMG in September, and he's really put on a lot of strength and, and size since then. So he's, he's grown like an inch a month. He's... Uh, He's doing well, though. I, I actually watched his game yesterday with my parents, and he, he knocked down two threes. He was two for four from three when uh, I was watching him, and that was only in the first half. So he's getting a lot better. He's getting a lot stronger. Um, over Christmas break, I, I uh, <laughs> you know that you know that theme where on TikTok, I don't know if you've seen these videos, but it's like, yeah. I'm not your bra. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah did yeah, you yeah. make one of those? No, so my little sister did. And when... When Connor left for IMG, he was probably about 6'3", and Courtney's about 6'4", and he came uh-huh. back, and he's like 6'5", 6'6", and my sister's like, this is ridiculous, you know what I mean? Oh, like, so they uh, made the talk. So, so they made the TikTok, and it was hilarious, like, 
Connor's probably put on 15 pounds since he's been there, and, and he's grown a lot. And we're working out together with my trainer back home, Pierre Sully. Um, mm-hmm. And, and he, he looks good. He, he's starting to dunk and all that stuff, which yeah. is crazy. Because la- last time I saw him, he was like, yo, I'm getting close to dunking. And he was like yeah. barely hitting the bottom of the rim, and now he's actually throwing it down. So uh, super happy and proud of him. And uh, exci- excited I, for him I, in the IMG future. IMG is a very good basketball program. Um, I mean, people, if you see it on like Twitter, you definitely would recognize it. First and foremost, Justin Taylor and Quidier Kokoblin both went there last year. Benny was there the year before, Benny Williams. But then also they have guys like uh, like Jonathan Isaac went there, Dwight Powell, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, Trayvon Duvall. Yeah, they, they've, had a, they've had a lot of great players in their, mm-hmm. in their past, and uh, I think that's what made it so attractive for my brother to go there. I mean, obviously right. – um, it, it's a great basketball program, but they have an athlete centric base of, of students that go there. So you're around you're around people who are just who are thri- who are striving to be the best athletes that they can. So mm-hmm. it's 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 a great it's a great environment for my brother to be in. Um, they really take pride in giving them the best nutrition and the weights weight and training staff. And one of my close friends, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, plays for the Thunder. He went there, and my mom and his mom are very close. And and just talking to her just seemed like a no brainer to send Connor there. Very good. Yeah. Shout out Connor. Yep. Go IMG. They're definitely better than uh, St. Andrews, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but all right, that was a good mailbag question. We can nice wholesome check in on the fam, Swagger fam. With Buddy, we're gonna do a Q's basketball draft. I feel like we had to. We're we're, we're doing our second ever Swider show with Patty Casey draft, and with Buddy Beheim joining. With him being in person with you, we, we felt like Q's basketball moments would be the best one. So, uh, what are you going to say when uh, I win this draft, too? Are you going to say it's a popularity contest? Because Buddy's well, no, in no, no, there, too. Well, yeah, exactly. That's how it's going to go. You're, you and Buddy will probably finish one and two, like, neck and neck. And then I'll just be third. And then I don't know <laughs> if Adam's joining or not, but... Uh, if he's on it, he'll be, Adam, no offense, he'll probably be fourth. It's just it's just a popularity contest is what it is. <laughs> I'm saying Adam's not popular, but. I think you might be in fourth, Patty, if it's a real popular contest. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Not excited for this interview with Buddy. Um, be much much lighter, obviously, just to check in because we kind of went through his whole entire uh, past before. But, yeah, we're just kind of getting into um, – just the G League season so far, the NBA season, and kind of like his, if he's had a welcome to the NBA moment. So, uh, super excited for this interview and uh, catch you guys on the other side. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Buddy Bayheim round two. Round two, Patty. Um, really excited to have Buddy back on. He's, we're actually in his hotel room right now um, in L.A., getting ready to play the, uh, the Motor City Cruise on Thursday. Patty, I've been activated for Thursday in the G League. So, uh, Yeah, I jumped the gun on that earlier in the in the show, but um, yeah, that was our second piece of breaking news. The other was, Buddy, you are also activated. Yeah. Correct or incorrect? Correct. Great timing. Uh, yep. A little minute restriction, but make sure get on the court is the same time as this guy and go at a little, have some laughs, and yeah, it's going to be fun. I've never played against Cole. Uh, which is really surprising, just playing EYBL at the same time yeah. in high school in New Hampshire for a year. So uh, we've had plenty of battles and pickup in the summer, but uh, excited <laughs> for this one for sure. Big time battles, <laughs> big time battles. It wasn't like Patty in practice, though. It wasn't like Patty going <laughs> to practice. Oh my God, those were like those 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 are battles that like might get drafted in this best use moment draft. <laughs> that might be a first rounder. Yeah, you gave, Pat, but, you gave uh, a lot of confidence to make him AC league score. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I take about I don't know seventy five percent of that credit for ACC league score, but that is insane. You guys have never played each other. No, it is. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, whoever guards him, let him know no airspace, nothing. Don't even. Yeah. Even if you think you're close enough, you're not. Trust me, I learned from experience. So we're gonna make sure that's on the scouting report. Uh, pretty, pretty known for everyone who's who's out. There. We uh, we think there'll be some like shit talking. Like, how's that gonna go? Uh, shoot, man. I mean, this this is my guy right here. I'll be rooting for him. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if he makes a shot, I'll be like mutual yes. respect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like clap act, it on I'm, the bench. Yeah, I, mean, I can't get you know. I'm gonna shoot it, but yeah, I'm, at, I'm gonna be. Probably to you know pat him on the back, so good shot. Someone, someone where no one can see, but yeah, it's, it's funny at the G League showcase. I was probably rooting for Buddy Harden and his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> that could be true for sure. Actually, funny story. We played Elijah, former teammate in Oshkosh. He actually he guarded me one possession. I have a, I have the video on my phone, but he, he took me out, flagrant foul, just no way ch- chasing me off the screen. It's actually the video is insane. Like if I, I'll send it to you guys, but. <laughs> I'm going up to shoot. I'm curling, so instead of going to the three-point line, I'm coming off for a mid-range. I'm having a good game, so I already hit probably five, six threes. And I go in the air, and all of a sudden I just feel Elijah, like, boom, like a shoulder just right into me. I fall over, land on my hip. Like, one, it, it hurt so bad, and they reviewed it. Like, he felt terrible. He was apologizing right away. Was he, like, apologizing in the moment? Yeah. Oh, right. It just felt terrible. Like, he said his heart <laughs> dropped. But flagrant foul. Uh, it was it was it was hilarious because it was him, but definitely hurt the next day. So hopefully, not no violence, nothing like that will happen between between us four. Yeah, I mean that that'd be hilarious if you two got into something, but I don't know. I don't foresee that happening. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm letting Buddy land. It's first game back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're big. Uh, I said this at the top too, but we're a big minutes restriction podcast now. Everyone, I gotta figure. I got. I might have to get a mid restriction at work, so I can just like join the mid restriction boys. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good. It's a good, a good excuse there. But uh, yeah, I mean, but before we get, we're gonna get into the draft, the best Q's basketball moments draft. As uh, we were trying to figure out a, a route for a draft, we've mentioned your brother every single episode, 
and he's someone who we're very motivated to get on and have a draft. But with you joining us, we thought the Q's basketball moments would probably be the best one. Um, we're going to put it up with no indication of who drafted which. Like, we're going to put up a graphic, question marks at the top, or probably numbers at, at the, the top. top. Who you, guys, won the draft. you guys are the worst. You guys are the worst. It's not a popular because if you contest. Put body I want to Christmas you put Cole Square. <laughs> I, I want a fair and square. I actually, I think I voted for Cole too. I, I would fair and square. All right. I think Cole. I I, I voted right. for Cole. I mean, we'll let the people decide. <laughs> I like this but, idea though. It's it's good. Yeah, it's way better. But before we get into that, like, uh, I mean, last time we checked in with you was September. So how's how's the season been going? How are you feeling? Obviously, it was a little setback here, but. Yeah, the season's been going well. Uh, I mean, in terms of as a team, we've kind of been struggling. We haven't been winning as much as we wanted to. But I think just overall, individually, my growth from the first game to where I'm at now has, has been really good. I mean, the, you know, everyone's been telling me in the, from coaches to players just how much I've improved. I mean, defensively, obviously, that was everyone was worried about that, coming from Syracuse, being his own guy. And, you know, I struggled at first, I'll admit that. Got called in pick and rolls a lot and just isolated. But... You know, the last the last stretch, I played 14, 15 games in the last 10 or so. I, you know, didn't get called in anything. Was really guarding isolations really well and just started to make shots. Started, you know, started early on, lost my starting spot. Probably fair. Wasn't, you know, producing as I, as I should have, but got my starting spot back the last six, seven games and, you know, was averaging 15 a game, about shooting 40, so really started to get a rhythm and, you know, just learn. It's an adjustment from college. It's, you know, heavy pick and roll, heavy isolation, being a shooter. I got to, you know, find ways where I can get my shots. So I think it's just, you know, learning overall. And uh, I think it's been a good experience so far. So excited to get back, though, and just build off to from where I left off. And it's also like a totally different game, too. One thing is, as a shooter at this level, like, you have to, we were talking about it earlier off, off air, but we were just talking about, like getting the rhythm of, of getting to know your teammates. You go from an offense where you're getting plays called from you and stuff like that. Talk about the transition of, of being a, a sniper, a shooter, because in college you were a, a three-level scorer. Yeah. Talk about that transition, how it's been so far in the G League and, and preseason NBA. Yeah, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, for me now, you know, kind of like my freshman year, I was a spot-up guy. I mean, if I dribbled, my dad would yell at me, stop dribbling. Um <laughs> So that's kind of, you know, some games early on, it was like, you know, run corner, sprint corner, stay corner. You know, if I would go in the lane, pump fake, go in the lane, they'd say sidestep three. You know, kind of like Duncan Robinson, one of those guys is strictly a three-point shooter. And, you know, if I get on the fast break, then go for my layup or cut back doors. But it was really heavy, just three-point shooting. And it was, you know, I was like, all right, I got to get used to this again. And it's some games you're going to see ten threes. Some games you're going to see two or three. It's going to be... You know, teams aren't going to leave you. It's just uh, one of those things, you know, you have to figure out and, and learn how to deal with and impact the game in other ways. And, you know, at Syracuse, I did get, you know, I got plays called for me to play, things like that, where I could come off screens and, you know, 52. attack. Yeah, good old two play. Uh, you know, love, love that. And, uh, it, you know, I definitely uh, appreciate that. So it's, it's just like a new way of looking at how to score and be a lead still and be a sniper and, you know, be as effective as I was as in college, but in different ways. So, buddy, obviously being one of the best, in my opinion. <laughs> there we go. One of the best players in Syracuse basketball uh-huh. history. What, 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 what are your thoughts on the season? Obviously, it's been an up-and-down season, younger team. Um, 
a lot of games that are similar to our, our, our season last year. Just talk, let's talk about your opinions of the team, how much better the team's gotten. And I think your dad's done a not just saying, not just because it's your dad, but I think he's done a great job of seeing this team grow over, yeah. over, over the season. Yeah, no, I think he's, I think he's done an amazing job. Um, just so, like you said, over the season, just knowing the guys to play. I mean, watching Notre Dame over this weekend, just I thought he was, you know, it was obviously guys stepped up, but I thought he did a great job knowing, you know, putting Justin out there, putting Malik out there recently. Just knowing little things, like last week it was Benny. Benny played 30 minutes against Miami, he had a big game. It's just, I think he knows when to, you know, when guys are going, how to use guys and use them to their full potential. And uh, obviously, you know, besides that though, I think the freshmen have stepped up huge. Uh, I love what Justin's doing, love what Malik's doing. Judah's obviously really good. He's, you know, he had a tough game the other night, but that's gonna happen. I mean, I had my fair share of bad games, even as a senior. and. You know, you see, you see the fans jump on him, and it's, it's just part of it. But you know, I think he has a good head on his shoulders, and he knows that it's, it's just going to motivate him going forward. But that's just how it is. You know, fans were killing Joe a couple weeks ago, and he's been one of the best players in the ACC so far. I think he's really playing well and just solid. I mean, scoring 21 last night, uh, you know, going one for nine from three. That's that's not something he could have done. You know, even maybe last year, I don't know if he was doing that. It took me time to be able to do that. And he's doing that in the, as, at an elite level, being the number one scoring option. And love what Jesse's doing. He's just grown so much year in and year out. And, uh, you know, it's not his fault, but I'm still mad at him for getting hurt last year because <laughs> we probably would have would have won five or six more games with him, however many he was out for. But just happy to see him, you know, be one of the best bigs in the league, in the country, really. Um, no doubt, doubt about that. But, uh, you know, they've won, still have won eight of the last 11, nine of the last 12, whatever it is. And uh, tough losses in Miami and Virginia in the conference. Pittsburgh was having a, you know, it's a weird year. It's a weird year. Duke's not the same. Carolina's was overhyped going into the season. They're, but they can still beat anyone, but they're, they, you know, losing Manic hurt, I think, them a lot. Um, and you got teams like Pittsburgh there at the top of the league. Miami's really, really good again. They have good guard play, good transfers. Um, Clemson's very Clemson's good. Clemson's very good. You know, I, yeah. I, they, it's, it's, I mean, that's the team, similar team that we played last year and beat pretty, pretty easily at our place. It's just, it's a, PJ Hall's really good, though. I will yeah. say that he's, he's a monster. Um, Hunter Tyson's playing really well. That you know they have a veteran group and they play hard and they're a physical team. They're always physical. Those like if me and you came back for. I mean. Oh yeah, no. I I think we're better players, but it's it's similar. Just having that experience in the ACC, I don't think a lot of teams have that. Yeah, no, teams really don't. Um, I think yeah, experience is really is key this year because there's not the young talent. I mean, there's not, you know, the Zion's or the R.J. Barrett's in the past or the, you know, the young. Five-star guys, Paolo, Paolo, and the Duke guys. The Duke guys aren't – Phil Powski's really good. Um, Whitehead, I haven't – you know, he's been injured. I haven't seen enough. But they're not the, they're not the you know, 10 to 15-year pros that yeah. Duke's used to having, I don't think. They'll be good. They'll be good pros. But not like the, you know, Paolo's and those guys they've had. And it's just, you know, it's a different year. Uh, I think it's uh, – anyone can win. I think it favors us well going forward. And – you know, a lot of opportunities for us to, to clean up the conference. And, you know, I still think it's a six, seven league bid because, um, you know, I haven't seen a lot from the other conferences either. So 
you know, we'll see. <laughs> I think they're going to keep going, keep improving and getting better. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm excited about this group and hopefully they stick together the next couple of years. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to, to keep watching them this year. It's weird watching them. I miss, miss playing there, miss it a lot, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's fun being a fan again. And, yeah, <laughs> remember how those how stressful I was as a as a kid growing up watching these games. For sure, man. I mean, so you haven't had this experience yet. How is it being on this side? Because you were a, a man, a, the, the, <laughs> the ultra fan. <laughs> then you were leading the orange. And how how's it been on this side of it? Oh, it's been, it's been definitely it's been crazy to think about. I mean, it's just, it's uh, it's definitely a tough experience. I'm getting used to it again. I mean, when I was in, even up until high school, I'd cry after we lost. I was, you know, I was like, you know, I don't get that. I'm happy I don't get that, that emotional anymore, but uh, <laughs> I still get beat up after games and I wish I could go back out there and play out there and just be, be a, you know, be in that uniform again, play in front of the fans and I mean, there's nothing better than a noon game in the Dome and getting out of there after a win and just Going back to UV, hanging out with the guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, man, life was life was nice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I miss it a lot. But I love being a fan. I love, you know, I text the guys after games, and you know, texting Justin, texting Joe and Jesse, and just you know, Simir, you know, guys that I'm close with, and just seeing how they're doing, asking them about practice, and I think it's just cool now because I even. You know, before playing there, I just cared about when and who, you know, who scored. And now I really know, like, watching the zone, like, oh, you know, Jesse's got to get corner there. The forward's got to get over on the trap. So, like, it's cool seeing that part, too. And just, like, you know, different points throughout the game, what my dad's thinking, like, all right, you know, three red press here. Need to, you know, switch it up a little. Or what what they're running on offense, if it's five high, good old five high or, um, you know, two play whatever it is one one for judah it's you know it's cool to see what he's thinking and i kind of you know look at it as a coach more in like a former player type of perspective and you know i have a lot more knowledge but it's definitely i still get those you know my heart races cool. and it's i i remember what it felt like as a kid watching those games that would uh but that'd be hilarious if like you were watching a game and the Motor City or Detroit locker room, and you started crying if you just lost. <laughs> like you said, you were crying in high school if you just like kept that going until now. <laughs> no, no, we, we actually lost. We were playing in Vegas. It was the pit game, and we came back, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, that game was From before the before our game, like two minutes before tip off, checked and was brutal. So, buddy, obviously, you talked about Judah and the fan base getting on him, and you've been in that position both sides. The fans thinking you're the best player in the world in the tournament, and then you have a bad game, maybe Man. sophomore year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Talk about, like, what would your advice be to Joe, to Judah, to, to those guys? Because it's the blessing and the curse of Syracuse, right? You're on this it's... big national stage of every single game, then you, but it's also the place where you lose. It's not fun to lose. What would be, what would be your advice to those guys, and, and, and how can they handle that? Yeah, I mean – it was probably different for me. It's probably a little more extreme. I mean, my yeah. freshman year, I, I didn't play in two games back-to-back. -back. I remember we lost to Buffalo at home, and I had, like, 50 messages after the game. Like, I didn't even play. Like, you suck, like, this and that. I was, and I, that's when I was like, all right, this is, you know, this is how it's going to be. Like, games I wouldn't even play, and I was getting, you know, crazy texts and couldn't go on my phone anything. And I was like, wow, all right. But, uh, 
you know, it's it's there. Uh, it's you know, I think over the years, you know, my dad, my my, my Jimmy actually said it best. He said it's, you know, every fan base has that. It's it's one percent of people. They're just they're bitter. They look for to get to jump on, you know, college kids or blame it on whatever they think they know everything. And uh, you know, there's there's so many people that really <clears throat> are there for you no matter what. And I think that's important. But at the end of the day, it's just trusting your work and back to work and. I think for a guy like Judah, it's like, all right, like let this motivate you. And, you know, he had, I'm sure he has, you know, his family's believing in him. And that's all I needed. I needed after a bad game was my dad text, would text me and just say, you'd just say, keep shooting, it's going to be all right. And then that was it. The next day I'd go into work and be as motivated as ever. And the next game, want to, you know, one by 20, whatever it was, and just, you know, make sure everyone was quiet. But I think I started to realize it's not the doubters aren't important. The people that are hating you, that's always going to be there. It's the people that are always there for you. You know, I had my dad, I had G-Mac, I had Eric Devendorf texting me after every game, uh, my brother. So, you know, it was, it was easy for me. And Joe has, you know, his dad has always been there for him to every game. Uh, G-Mac, obviously, you know, my dad's going to rock with him no matter what. And, you know, it's the same for Judah, all those guys. So, I think they're going to be just fine, and you know, as always, Syracuse gets better as the year goes along, and always, you know, finds a way to prove those people wrong. So I'm excited to to watch them these, you know, this next stretch. Chris Laval said he used to have a saying. <laughs> he was like, "Something's never changed, man." <laughs> he was like, "The sky's always going to be blue." And the Cuse is always going to make a run in March. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, he, he's not wrong about that. He's not. That's, man, I miss I miss Chris a lot, actually. I, I got to reach out to him sometime. That's, that's never thought yeah, I'd say it, but you miss him. Oh, I know. I was, yeah, I, I was still texted, like, basically every day. I get a Family Guy meme. Wow. <laughs> or Family Guy clip. I miss his memes. I miss his memes that he would make. Oh, my God, yeah. Dude, you should, we should text him tomorrow. He'd probably whip one up in minutes. Hey, you guys should get one for the for the podcast. Just <laughs> oh, we actually should. I'm surprised we haven't got one yet. Like meme meme Mondays. <laughs> Can we start that meme Mondays by Chris? Wow, you could be honest up there, but please, please, I will. Yeah. I'll repost those. Everything. I'll just make sure they get out there. <laughs> People need to see the Chris that Chris artwork that he can. He just burying anyone. He's mastered those. Man, great group of guys though. Man, I miss that. Miss that team. It's yeah. you know the thing about the team is great, great group of guys. But you got guys coming from everywhere, all different colleges, and you know different different, am- different ambitions. You know, and, and it's a business at the end of the day. Guys are you know you want to win and stuff, but you know the individual success is probably a little more important too. But uh, you know NBA, you got guys with families already and stuff like that. So there's not time like that, but definitely makes me appreciate the memories I have. <laughs> And miss you know those those nights in UV and just just little things honestly it's, you know there's nothing like that having that bond and especially doing that at Syracuse I think that coaching staff and just the the culture that they've helped that they've built is is awesome nothing like it man yeah. nothing like it nah for sure it really is not really quick before we move on you guys are talking about the fans getting a lot of hate Joe gets like an obscene amount on Twitter all the time whenever he plays bad. So quick shout out since since the game at Illinois where he didn't it was a stretch of three games where he didn't shoot well didn't play well. 
nine and three, nineteen a game. I think that's first in the ACC over the stretch, like in conference play. So I mean, I said on this podcast, I said on these airwaves, he would lead the ACC in scoring and go back to back with Buddy. But I mean, if you count just conference games, I think he might be one. So no, yeah, he was, he, he was for sure. I mean, he's getting guarded really as hard as anyone. Yes. He's doing it in most different ways. He's, you know, last game he was backing down guys. He's yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's he's flexing on people. He's yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. People don't realize even when he's missing shots that he's he opens up so much. I mean, you go back and watch Pittsburgh game. I was watching. They weren't leaving him. They weren't they weren't leaving him at all. And you mm. throw it into Jesse or Malik, and they'd get a dunk or backdoor or whatever it was. He just you know, you don't realize these people don't realize how much shooters, how much they do for the for the team in general. You know, you put him at the NBA line, they're going to be out there face guarding him. It's four on four mm. in an open space. Just allows for so much spacing. That's what Cole did really well. That's what Joe did really well for me. It just helped. It made it easy for me to get into the lane and get to my shots without having to worry about you know someone being there. Because most college teams, it's help line, pack line, Virginia, all of them, but. You know, you can't do that when you have elite shooters out there, and that's what this team needs because Chris Bell is an elite shooter, but he doesn't have the respect that Joe has. Joe, everyone <clears> in the <throat> league knows that. He's the, he's the best shooter in the ACC. So, you know, I'm very happy with how he's playing. He, he's playing really good. Also, real quick, because you mentioned Chris Bell getting reposted on KD's story was the coolest thing I saw. <laughs> yeah, KD's, KD's the guy. So cool. I actually scored – I have my one big game junior year for the tournament, and it was against North Carolina. And after that game, I saw KD followed me, and it was definitely the most excited I've been on on Instagram seeing that message him. Because you know we go back to the Olympics, I was around and was running around and got to say what's up to him, get a picture, and just message him saying, "Hey, I you know my, me and my dad love watching you. Don't know if you remember from the Olympics, but you know he messaged back saying he remembered." You know me being around there, and you know it's pretty cool. But Katie's, Katie's the guy I would love to hang out with. Hey, uh, Patty, I don't know if you remember when we went on a rant about about the fans and uh, the Joe Girardi. About. Oh yeah, that was right after the Illinois game. Yeah. So so. I mean, we love the fans, but that was pissing me off. Yeah. We went on a rant. Hey, those aren't those aren't fans. They're just they're just negative. <laughs> yeah. They're having a bad day, so they want to, you know, go at a 21-year-old for having a rough shooting night. But he's, you know, they don't know half of it. But that's just, I think that's just how it is. You just have to embrace it and know that there's a lot of, a lot of good fans out there. And I think I realize that there's a lot of fans out there that are going to be there no matter what. And I think that's the beauty of college basketball is you don't, you don't have that as much in these pro sports. You got, you know, parents raising their kids who went to. I mean, I had. And I, against Ontario Clippers, I had four fan, four people show up to the game, a family in all Syracuse gear. I wasn't even playing. They showed up and got a picture with me. Said they, you know, went to Syracuse. The the mom went to Syracuse. Had their kids already showing them the ways. And you know, there's nothing like that. And you know, there's Syracuse fans everywhere. I think it's the best. Still the best. Still the best fans in the country. Don't get me wrong. This. This is the 1%, all the other, you know, there's so many good Syracuse fans out there. Yeah, I mean. That 1% is brutal. Yeah, it's just like, it's very easy to get so annoyed. Oh, yeah, I think now, too, just 
knowing more about the game, seeing people tweet like, "Oh, like why is Coach doing this? Why is he not?" Yeah. Like stop, just stop it. Like yeah, stop. Just, it. Why just, are you using Twitter for that? Just reason? stop. Yeah. Like you, you don't even you didn't even play high school basketball. Yet. Yeah. You know this is this is this is different. You don't get it, but it's it's funny. This I mean I just you just have to laugh and you know yeah. I think it's funny. yeah. I mean, most of the fan base is like is like Adam Lewis's. They're just great fans, oh, passionate yeah. fans. They're not shitting on anyone. So not a great fan but, base, though. But yeah, I mean, it's fun. I mean, they, and that's everywhere. I mean, I know Kentucky yeah. is is as brutal. As- oh yeah, if you look at any like Twitter's fan base or any fan bases like Twitter or Instagram or anything, you're gonna see a lot of like just a lot overreaction, like BS on there. It's just the social media culture and the, and the yeah. world we live in today. It's it's just. It's how it is. I mean, I saw the video today of the third grade team that are doing. All- oh, that video! I mean, people are hating on it, but it's so funny. It's hilarious, <laughs> but it's like, wow! Like this is. Yeah, what is happening? It's yeah. Basketball nowadays, it's you know, it's yeah. it's just a crazy, crazy, crazy game. Crazy game. But, but all right, fellas, is it time after our cues? Our, our cues talk here. Should we should we move into our second Swatter show with Patty Casey draft? I think it's time. Are you guys ready? Hey, I'm ready. Yeah, I I think it's time. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, the listeners will understand how Buddy has, this is us just catering to the guests because he has a slight advantage here, knowing every single moment ever in Syracuse basketball history that matters. So, so we're going to go uh, snake draft and Buddy will get the number one pick. Wow. Yep. Two, Patty three, and then round it off with the champ. Okay. All right. Uh, number four. Actually, I think four. I like being in the later half of this draft, but what are we going to do? Three picks each, right? Three, three picks each. All right, buddy. Your first overall pick. Uh, all right, I'm between two, but so three, I'll tell, I'll say it after, right? Three, when you texted me that today, three moments came up in my head right away. Um, one of them was the national championship. I just, that was my probably my first memory as a Syracuse basketball fan. I was four years old. And it was me and my sisters stayed home. My my parents took my brother, which was sorry. Wow. Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I went to the Elite Eight game and the Sweet 16, and I don't remember it but at all, but I was there. Didn't go to the national championship, but I remember. Quick quick question, quick question. Yeah. So that video with Mello. That was yeah, where you have the giant jersey on? That was after they won, right? That was after yeah. they won it. That was the parade at the Dome. Yeah, I just remember jumping up and down or or nanny screaming. Like, I knew it was something important. I just remember those, like, five seconds. So that was my first memory. So that would be one. But I'm going to go – I'm between two. I'm going to go six overtime game uh, for for my first pick. Um, My first – actually, good, great backstory there. I was – it was my first trip. I was, you know, I was the best kid in the house, always was year in, year out, Jimmy and Sissy would always cause problems for my parents. So every every year, every trip, we'd go on a family vacation. My parents would say, buddy, he was the best kid this trip, this trip. I'd be like, 
you know, when am I going to cash in on this? Where, you know, when, when can I get my reward? So got to go to the, to the 2009 Big East tournament. Um, Johnny Flynn was my favorite player. What a pick. Great pick. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. they're like, Great what do you want? Do you want a iPod or money, whatever? I was like, no, I want to go to, you know, Big East tournament. And, uh, Johnny Flynn was my favorite player. Um, you know, Devo, I love that team. And, uh, you know, that game happened, and, you know, by the first overtime game, this was when I was really, like, crying after games, like, yelling at my dad. I would stay up till 1230 till he got home from a game, just just yell at him, like, why, why are we losing, like, crying. <laughs> I really cared about it. So I was in the locker room at, like, first overtime, freaking out, like, about to have a panic attack, like, Coach Huggins is in there with me and my mom, like, like just like, oh, you guys are going to win this game. Like, we'll see you tomorrow because we were supposed to play them the next night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, second overtime, you know, by the fifth, sixth overtime, I went back out there, knew we were going to win. And just the greatest game I've ever watched. And uh, after the game, went to McDonald's with the managers at four in the Love morning. That. And, you know, played West Virginia the next night and beat them in overtime. So, you know, that, that six-overtime game is still – it's got to be a top top 20 game in college basketball history. So, I think that's that's one for me. Yeah, that, that was a laugh. Yeah. That was it a was laugh. laugh. Easy one. That's that's like a big time uh, – like you remember where you were for that game. Yeah. What were, we, what were we – bud, you were probably, what, fourth grade, fifth grade? I was – I was uh, – Something like that. that. I was like nine 10. Old, nine, 10. Yeah. Yeah, fourth. And the, I mean, the Devo on the scorer's table, like – my, my favorite part of the whole game is my nanny made Jimmy go to bed at halftime. And he, he wakes up the next day and he's like, or her name was, uh, her name was Rhea. And he was like, Rhea, like, did we win last night? And she was like, I don't know, but I think it went to like six overtimes or something. And he was like, what? And he like rewatched the game, like didn't have her tell him who won. And then like he watched the whole game without knowing and like, that's the most Jimmy thing I've ever heard. Yeah, he didn't want yeah. any, He didn't look it up for anything. He watched it himself and then, uh, like, watched. It's actually so impressive, like avoiding the result. Yeah, and me. That's insane. Me and my dad got up at eight and watched it that morning too. So it was, yeah, wow. it, was it was a great. Yeah, people also like don't realize they won it overtime the next night. Yeah. The next night. It's insane. Then they yeah. way tough Louisville but, team, but it was still an unbelievable run. Yeah. Yeah, great, great one-one pick. Yeah, there's there's different directions you could go in, but good one-one pick. Yeah, I had to go there. All right, who's Adam, Adam? Adam, number two pick. I'm gonna go. The hiring of Jim Beheim. Wow. At number two. Okay, I like I like it. That's probably the number one. <laughs> I like it. Wow. Yeah. I'm thinking that outside the box. You know what? That's yeah. That's a, that's not a direction I was thinking about. I was not thinking. So about, was not there's thinking gonna be a bunch of moments. Wow. All right, Adam. I, I respect, respect the hell out of that. Oh no, yeah, that's actually the awesome. hiring that's, of Jim Beheim. <laughs> yeah. All right, Adam. Elaborate on your thinking. I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, but it seems like you're going to make a point. First of all, I, I I'm not trying to do all Beheim moments today, so I have some in my head for later in the draft that I don't think anyone else will take that I can save. But also I know no one's going in that direction. And I think that is the moment that the number one moment of all time. Yeah. I mean, we could just do, we also could do a full draft on like coach Bayheim moments. So. <laughs> That's also true. I, I got some... <laughs> but uh, all right. My number three pick, my number three pick, I'll go with, um, I'll go with the building of the carrier dome. 
Get out of here. Get out of here. No, I'm kidding. That's not like a Jim Mayhem's okay. Okay, it's a good one. Like, bro, people were like, "Oh wow, this is like a great basketball moment." Come on, He's joking. joking. Billy, Billy, no, yeah, yeah, I feel like we're totally like, off the rails now. Like, yeah, like yeah. yeah, Adam opened up my mind to a whole different type of. All right, my one one, my one one. I'm happy it fell to me. Is the 2006 run? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, but 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 it, it that's that's personal. It meant so much to you. Yeah. Oh, it meant it meant so much to me, my family, the city, everyone, my friends. The specific moment I would probably pick the Cincy shot, the floater, where Jay Jay Billis is like bitching that it's a walk. It's not a walk at all. Like <laughs> McNamara got away with the step there. Not a walk. But quickly, I looked up his stats. I wrote them down. So he talked about this when he was on the pod. How they were playing Cincinnati. Everyone who's listening, and you guys will obviously remember. You know the like Big East, the old Big East tournament, the noon game on like Wednesday. It's like the first game of the tournament. So they played in that game. I think it was the noon game. Their eight nine matchup. Winner gets in the tournament. Seventeen points, nine assists, game winner. Easy. Next night, UConn, three for fourteen from the field. But vintage GMAC fashion gets like 12 free throws, 17 points, 13 assists. UConn, one seed in the tourney. Unreal, yeah. And then GMAC literally just like ruined his body for for Syracuse fans. Like, oh, God. Gives me chills doing it. Talking ankles, about it. Yeah, I see his ankle every day. It's His body is. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's like a 60 year old man, but he's, I mean, that's just the usage and how much he, you know, no one's. No one will ever give more to to a program than he did, and yeah. GMAX is all my all time favorite. I wish I was older. I don't really remember his run, honestly. Yeah, that's the only run that like I really like vividly remember. Yeah, I, I was you know four to seven, so I really don't you know when I was nine and ten, I really started. Yeah, so little. Yeah, it really hurts that I didn't get to just you know watch those and really idolize those moments, but you know. It was, but yeah, that's. That's easy first round pick for me. Lay up. And those so. last three teams, I mean, those were my least favorite teams growing up, so that's a pretty good stretch right there. Too. Yeah. Yeah, that's like vintage Big East run there. Yeah. And <laughs> Georgetown. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. But Swider, your 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 snake opportunity here. With the fourth pick I'm gonna go with the implementation of the two three zone. No, I'm <Yeah>. God, we gotta just like make that joke every time. I'm still <laughs> shook on that, man. No, I'm joking. But the birth, should I do the birth of Jim Beheim next? Yeah, I was gonna say like, uh, with the fourth pick, I'm gonna go the first thousandth win, the only thousandth win. Um, what, okay. what what gets hidden in that was that during that week they beat they beat three top ten teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat. Uh, Virginia, that was a thousandth win. Florida State. They beat Florida State, and then they beat Duke yeah. on the John Gillen bank shot. And yeah. that's actually whoa, whoa, whoa. tipping picks, tipping picks. That's actually my next pick. Wow. Oh, nice. All right, never mind. What a nice segue there. But you want to get a snake? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was nice. Yeah, that was, that was good. good. That was good. So I'm gonna go with the John Gillen bank shot against Duke. Unreal. In a sold out dome, and then. Everyone just flooding the court. Oh, that's Hollywood. No. John Gillen after the game, and Pete Moore is grabbing him and just throwing him into the. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that atmosphere there is just unbelievable. It's the best storm court ever. Oh. I was a junior in high school for that run, and it was just – it was electric. I mean, it was – that team got robbed. It was oh. – you know, their thing was they didn't have – their record wasn't great, but their thing was they didn't have good road wins. But, I mean, their, their home wins were three top ten teams, like Cole said, and just, you know, those teams were loaded. I mean, they were loaded, and it was – it was so fun. It was just, you know, we would storm the court. We had me, Trey, Adrian, and Jimmy would, you know, run around the dome. And that was a fun, very fun team for sure. That's that's a good one. And, you know, John Gillen had 43 that year also. He was, you know, if we had him for, like Cole, if they were stayed for more than one year, they would have been, you know, first first league guys for sure. And, yeah, they would have. My dad, that's one guy. My dad was like, man, I wish – you know, could have had you more in one year, so stuck around. Yeah, those. those yeah, that's. Guys. I mean, that's that's a very good. Love thing, the too. transfer rule, but man, you wish yeah. some of these guys. But it's it's always fun. Yeah. You know, John's always huge right. family for sure. Patty, back to you. This this I don't know if I want to go. Reese, I might go old school here. I think number two on my board is. I'm going Pearl. Half court buzzer beater. Oh, uh, see, Adam, yeah. Adam, Adam thought he had it. Great one. Yeah, Adam, Adam didn't know we were going there. It's a great one. But Pearl, I tried obviously. to throw everyone off, but it didn't work. No. Patty knows every stat of every game. So I... <laughs> Come on, Adam. I'm disrespected here. I'm like, where are we going with this? What? Oh, the, the, the carrier dome thing? thing? The carrier dome <laughs> thing killed me. I believed you too. I was kind of mad at my Yeah. Head. It's unbelievable. No. no, but I mean the pearl shot speaks for itself. Obviously, we weren't born at the time, but the video is awesome. It's like the old school vintage dome. Nothing but net, like runs off. Everyone's freaking out. So yeah, that doesn't need much explanation there. It's an awesome, awesome moment. He also like, but doesn't your dad kind of credit him for making? Like kind of taking Syracuse to the next level. Yeah, it's just you know Syracuse was big, but when he got there, it was no, it was now thirty thousand in the dome. It was, you know, prime Big East Patrick Ewing. Their battles, the you know the the fake punch or the punch that he dodged from Ewing, and just those battles. And you know, my dad has some really funny stories of Pearl. You know, yeah. they would run on the track, and Pearl wouldn't run. And you know, my dad would get him. He'd say, you know. Uh, this isn't track. I'll, you know, I'll run on the court. And he'd show up and kind of stop him. But yeah, I wish, wish I could have been around for those times. But my dad tells tells me whenever he can that you know he's he was unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So I, I mean, early lead here goes to Casey. But and what's your next pick? The implementation of of Syracuse University. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna. I said I wasn't going to go Jim Beheim again because I, I was gonna go Pearl, and then that just got all switched up. Yeah. So now we're gonna go back to. I was in. Let's see. I was in sixth grade. My dad went to Duke, so Syracuse joins the ACC. Heads down to Duke at Cameron, February 2014. Oh. CJ Fair goes out for game winner, and there's a little bit of a controversial call. <laughs> Uh, and then the jacket comes off. <laughs> and that was, I was listening. I, obviously, I wasn't there, but I was listening on the radio with my dad in the car, and he was so amped up that Duke won. And I was, like, really pissed off, obviously, as everyone was. But that was that's a moment I'll forever remember. Not even I wasn't even there. And I was, like, literally so mad. 
right. So this turned from best moments to, to most. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they lost. <laughs> it's it's iconic. Yeah, that is iconic. But... It is iconic. No, it's a good. You're not gonna win the draft, but it's iconic. Yeah, I'll never forget yeah. that moment. I was at the Autry's house, and me and Jimmy were just and Adrian were in the basement watching, and I just I don't think I said a word for like two hours. I think I just sat there and. It took me a while to comprehend what just happened, but you know, at first I was mad at my dad because I was like, "We could have maybe won it still," but then I was like, "All right, like, it's just how he is." But I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. it at the end of the day, and that's just that's how he is. And you know, at Duke, you're probably gonna get twenty percent of the calls, so that's just how it is. And he knew that, and he he would let people know. Other other people probably wanted, but he would be the first to say that. So I can respect that from you. Know, that's just who he is. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go a little more. You have, you have two. You have two picks now. I got two picks. Back to back. Yeah, you got two, two back to back. Oh, can I pass one off for later? <laughs> trade one with Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> I trade a late pick, but first one, uh, you know, the other one that came in my mind, gotta go with is the uh, 2016. I'm gonna go the run, just the whole run. You know, I would say the final the game against Virginia, but yeah. uh, would be the highlight. But uh, just that whole run. Um, I mean, I think, you know, Trevor was one of my favorite players. You know, I was getting older, and I really was close with him, and he was he was just funny. He was a shooter. You know, what I wanted to be played extremely hard. Um, Michael Getting Michael Benajay from Duke and just seeing how good he was, moving him to the one. He was playing the four at Duke, and now, you know, he's a six six point guard. And uh, just, just the year he had was unbelievable. Um, and just seeing that team, you know, light in and – just the big shots that run had and uh, that fight. But speaking speaking of the big shots there, what's your number one favorite moment of the run? If you had to pick one play. Oh, my God. Wow. Or one, or one, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. The it guys. Because be. I have one that I know you're not going to say. It's the, it's the Maui shot, and after it pans over to me, Griff <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You and Snick going insane. Snick, Griff Hopkins, and my sister, and, like, it's just, like, I'm in a full yell, like, Griff and Snick are, like, we're great. Like, that was the most. Snick is completely losing oh, his mind. Oh, he's losing, Snick <laughs> loses his mind. And, and that's, that was the best part of the game is, like, we would, like, be tackling each other during the games. Like, it was just so like, funny. It was our life, like, that we felt like we were in the game. Like, yeah. it was unbelievable. And then just, like. Snick in that video kills me. Six the best, yeah. He was, <laughs> oh man, he would get just as upset as me after those games. I love having him there, but still uh, does, still does, still, yeah, still does. But my dad, you know, that was one of his favorite moments for sure in his career. He'd say just how proud he was of that group and emotional, and just you know having a guy like Travis fifth year, Benajay come in. He loved Tyler Wyden, Maui stepping up. Um, you know, a guy like Daywan Coleman from from the from the area went to the same high school as me. Um, and just being a 11 seed, beating Gonzaga, then Virginia. Virginia had Malcolm Brogdon, Parentes. They were loaded, and yeah, they were nice. We were down 17. To, when you're down 10 to Virginia, it feels like you're down 30. So yeah. to do that, <laughs> unbelievable. So that's that's my second one. And you got another one here. Yeah, you're on the clock. Oh, killing me with this, bro. Man. Uh, oh man. Fun time for me. I'm gonna go Tyler on his 25 and 0 uh, start. Um, yeah, that's a good pick. Just you know, that was my next one. I remember Tyler coming in, and we went to Canada before the season, and and we went out there, played two good teams, and just seeing, you know, I was like, all right, he 
he's gonna be pretty good. Everyone's like he'll be pretty good, and then it was just like man, just the I've never watched someone on a court and just look. He was in control of every play, and just as a freshman, it was unbelievable. Uh, you know, he had an early lo- round loss in the tournament, but starting off twenty five and zero the way they did, some of those games, the Pittsburgh shot. Yeah, the, I was about to say you, it's specifically the Pittsburgh shot. The Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be the pick. We'll put that on the graphic for you. Yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable. He party or whatever, freshman team party, and uh, everyone was leaving, and I watched with my, my, my mom and was just screaming and running around the house with some of the teammates. And, uh, yeah, that run was amazing. So that's, you know, it was a, it was a good time to, to be be in Syracuse. So that's that's my three. It's it's solid. It's more. Yeah, that's a, that's a good lineup. I chose more my 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 time. You know, right. I would go way back, but I'm not too familiar with that stuff and wasn't around for it, but. You know, these are for the for the newer generation of fans. Twenty past twenty years. All right, Adam, close it out. If we're going like personal moments, and speaking of Buddy Bayheim moments, um, <laughs> I gotta talk about when I was a freshman here. Wow. Uh, Complete pander like, job. Complete pander job. No, I, I, I'm gonna explain. <laughs> I'm gonna explain no, I mean this is deserving of a pick, but the transfer portal opens and Cole's. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. This is the real life. <laughs> That's great. All right. The March Madness run, Sweet 16. Um, I like you just said though, there was like that's the best time to be in Syracuse. That's the best time I've ever had here in in three years. You know, there was like the tournament was canceled the year before. And it was just no one expected you guys to make a run. Yeah. And, you know, for the first take story we told on the podcast, like six months ago or whatever, like it was just a great week. And I got to end out the draft like that, even if that makes me lose. That was my favorite memory ever. Hey, man, I love that. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was. It was no, that was, that's a great pick. That's a phenomenal pick. But I mean, that's, that's better than your other two picks. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it is. <laughs> I thought it might drop because of the people we got in the room. So I don't know. <laughs> no, I like that. I appreciate that. Uh, that means a lot. It's a true fan right there. All right. I think it's to me, correct? So- Johnny Flynn Dunk. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, not much explanation needed. I could easily take another GMAC moment, but I'll do that for honorable mentions. Swider, close it out. Man, uh, I'm, I'm running through a couple in my mind. To close out. Oh, here we go. You're right. You're rushing me off the podium, and then you're taking your time. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, this is a this is a big memory for me. This was either I think this was 2014. Duke's coming in. This is when they had uh, when Rodney Hood missed the dunk in uh, Syracuse. Oh yeah. Won that game. It was a block. Yeah. Easily Rakeem, a block. Rakeem blocked it. Rakeem yeah. blocked it. Um. That moment was was such a memorable moment of my childhood. Probably one of the best games I've ever watched. Yeah, it was unbelievable. The dome that that made me want to go to Syracuse after that. You know what I mean? Was was seeing after that game, seeing the dome and the moments after that. So yeah. Suleiman had like thirty that game. Suleiman was yeah, he was going crazy. CJ had a huge game. CJ had a huge game. I remember watching. They have a little. Uh, they have a little short documentary of like the day before that game of. of Coach Bayheim in practice, like the whole lead up to the game, I like, watch that. and uh, yeah, so that's fine. That, 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 that's probably my 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 number three pick. I'm closing out the draft like that. 
Yeah, I feel like that went well. That was, there's a lot of different directions there, a lot of layup picks, but I thought that was a very good draft. Uh, all right, bud. It's uh, two eleven Eastern. Yeah, right now. I appreciate we appreciate you appreciate you joining us. That went a little longer than expected with the draft, but I mean, I I think we went through every pick that executed perfectly because you have the most like personal cool stories for every single pick. So, but uh, yeah, everyone tune in ESPN Plus Thursday night. South Bay Lakers, Motor City Cruise. I know we'll be tuned in. The battle of the best. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's bad. But we appreciate you again. Can't wait for uh, episode three with you. Yeah, guys. Appreciate it again. It's always always fun to be on here. Love what you guys are doing. And yeah, keep doing it. It's, it's awesome. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show. Show at gmail.com and of course if you haven't already make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week cool swatter show with patty casey is presented by blue wire podcast and our executive producer is adam lewis swatter show is created by cole swatter patty casey and producer adam lewis all rights reserved thank you guys we'll see you next week